As the world steers a course towards carbon neutral, scientists are finding new ways of powering our lives through wind, solar, air and ground source heating. Now hydrogen is on the radar. Welcome to IG Trade in the Markets podcast. I'm Jeremy Naylor. We're talking now to Hydrogen Future Industries, a listed company that was established to focus on projects and companies within the hydrogen economy. Tim Blake is the chief executive of HFI Energy Systems Limited, a wholly owned subsidiary of Hydrogen Future Industries, and he's the inventor of a new way of producing hydrogen. Also with us is HFI's executive chairman, Dan Mayling. Gents, welcome. Uh, Tim, first of all, to you, and ask the very simple, straightforward question, why hydrogen? How does it fit into what we're discussing? Uh, well, hydrogen, certainly as far as we're concerned, is is pretty much the future of, of fuel going forwards. Um, it gives many options. You can store it, you can move it. Um, it's hugely abundant, it's clean if you produce it properly. So it's it's a big step forward, I think. Well, that, that's the key, isn't it? Uh, producing it, in your words, properly. You're an inventor, I believe, of a new way of, of producing hydrogen, this green hydrogen. Explain what green hydrogen is and how you're going about the process of producing this gas. Green hydrogen is hydrogen that's produced without any carbon created in the process. So in our case, it's from wind energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're using renewable energy to create hydrogen, then it's completely clean. Mm -hmm. When you burn hydrogen in terms of uh, in a fuel cell or whatever, your only emission is water. So there's no carbon off the back of it. So with us, uh, We've been working for a number of years. It's a lot of effort gone into to what we've achieved. But really, it's a, it's a wind-based system that's designed with the purpose of creating hydrogen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an entire process. And it's hydrogen for any particular purpose? Yeah, well, there's numerous purposes. So electricity, uh, you can feed hydrogen into natural gas to reduce emissions from gas, uh, chemical uh, applications. And also storage. You know, the, the biggest issue with renewable energy is being able to use it on demand. So to use renewables on demand, you need some kind of storage, say your batteries, etc. But but with hydrogen, um, it's a cheaper, cleaner way of of providing energy when you need it. As a consumer, mm-hmm. as indeed we all are, are we going to come into contact with this sort of hydrogen production, or is it really just for commercial use? Um, well, you will. I mean, for instance, I drive a hydrogen car. So I fill up with hydrogen, um, not necessarily on a daily basis, but you know, fill up and use it. Uh, as time goes by, yeah, your electricity at home, uh, the gas feed into the house, but more and more technologies are coming on board now that will make it more personal. So you can use it in place of batteries, for instance, and phones and, and other bits and pieces. What about the cost of entry into making hydrogen and indeed doing it the way you're doing it? Well, because of the way we do it, so we have a unique type of wind turbine and, and drive system. We use hydraulics, etc. It's designed to create green hydrogen as cheaply as, mm-hmm. as it can in our mind. So we're producing or be producing hydrogen at under $2 a kilo, which is a key number. I guess it's it's a target that governments are trying to get to. Um, for green hydrogen, it's particularly key because that's cheaper in many cases than industrial hydrogen, which would be blue or grey hydrogen. So they're hydrogens that that have carbon in part of the process of producing them. Mm. So traditionally, how would we have produced hydrogen in a non-green way, presumably? Um, usually off gas 
right. you know, methane or, or natural gas. I, 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 would that be cheaper doing it that way? I mean, how is it more expensive to do it a green way? Because we're quite often told that it is actually more expensive I, to produce renewables. Up to date, yeah, that has been the case. I mean, with us, actually, we feel we've moved that barrier, that we're cheaper than doing it in an industrial process. Mm. Um, but certainly, yeah, it's been easier to get hold of natural gas and, and produce it. I mean, petroleum industry are the biggest producers of hydrogen because they use it in their, yeah, their yeah. system. Dan, let's, let's just bring you in and talk a little bit about the company's strategy mm. and how you're following it. Before we get into that, very quickly, there's a thing called the Hydrogen Council, isn't there, which I believe you're working alongside or with to, to get to where you want to be? Oh, look, uh, there's a number of industry bodies that, uh, around us. Um, you know, I think one thing we've, we've faced being based out of the UK is... Um, you know, we'd like to see more government support for the sector. Um, bodies such as the Hydrogen Council are important in, in you know, hearing our, our voice. Um, but I think re- realistically we'll be going straight into to industry-type partners to develop what we need to in the next stage. Um, and we'll be focusing on those industry sectors that use a lot of power. Mm. So um, you've, you've come to the um, Aquis market. Uh, you're obviously now engaging with shareholders, Mm. You have certain demands. Um, what is the long-term plan with your relationship with shareholders and, and the shareholder returns? What is the business model that you're setting up here? Yeah, look, I mean, we've spent probably the last 18 months since listing, consolidating the IP and the ownership structure and making sure that we have the right personnel around us to develop it properly. We've, we've now done that, and Tim's recently come on our register as a, a major shareholder. Um, you know, the next step is really to demonstrate to everyone that this is a commercial opportunity that, that we've got. Um, so look for news on, on, how, on who and, and how we're partnering with people. Um, but the commercial model is we've got opportunities. You know, we, ultimately, we want to be a producer of, of, of green hydrogen. Tim, let's pick up on that point yeah. and, and talk about how, the, how you're working with individual sectors, the mining sector in particular, which I know you're closely aligned with. How are you going to be interacting with that sector with a view to making this... Uh, patent work? Okay, well, when we first set out with the original patents, um, mining was very much in the forefront of our mind. So we're, we're working uh, within the mining sector, I guess, mm-hmm. and we're looking at ways to really change the way that they structure themselves for energy and for the environment. So we're taking the complete system, which starts with the energy side, with the wind turbine side, that's your biggest driving factor for cost. Going through to the electrolyzer systems, um, we're, we're patenting our own electrolyzer technology right now, which moves us away from, from the issues with, with rare earth materials or platinum group materials. Uh, we don't have any of that side involved. Making the system works with renewables, which is another issue. And really looking at how we, the process we're working on now is taking the waste contaminated wastewater from a mine, uh, cleaning it, turning it into hydrogen to then power the mine mm-hmm. from wind energy. So it actually turns the whole mining sector kind of on its head. So you go from a, a sort of a unclean industry, I want for a polite way of putting it, through to something that's actually moves the ball considerably to becoming a provider of energy and a clean user and provider of energy. And Dan, when will we know more about the associations the company is going to establish with mining companies? Uh, look, these are, these are big groups. They, they take a while to come up with commercial terms, but I, I think what we're seeing is a willingness to, to collaborate. And you know, I would hope over the next, next quarter we'll, we'll be able to share more. 
Mm, okay. Um, where, where do you go from here? What's the what's what's the um, the structure of the business? How are you in, going to engage more with shareholders? Are you having to raise money? Um, is the balance sheet um, set up to pay your way for a, a considerable time, or what's the situation about the? Yeah, look, we, we, we've got a, a decent a decent roadmap in terms of opportunities ahead of us, and you know, cash balance sheet, which is is, is there to see those through the, the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. Um, I think what we'll see is people probably coming to us with investment opportunities, um, which will hopefully unlock and accelerate some of these these plans. Using the technology that you've got, which no one else mm-hmm. has, because you have proprietary control over these. Uh, that's these that's right. That's right. So, is that something which you end up having uh, ultimately to sell out of and uh, work with the company on a joint venture process, or are you going to be using the technology yourselves? What's the what's the way in which you move forward with this? Look, I think initially it'll be partnering through special structures whereby we we both get the both groups get the economic benefit, you know, from what we produce and the adoption of our technology. Um, sooner or later, there'll be one sector that probably dominates um, that opportunity, and, and we'll have to focus focus in on that. Um, but for now, it's all about controlling the IP, developing it, de-risking it to the level where we can commercialise it, um, and having Tim come in and as an owner of our structure is really solidifies that approach. Mm. You are Aquis listed. Uh, why Aquis? Look, we we had a group of investors uh, around us that that saw the opportunity in hydrogen as a, as a thematic. Um, so we we listed as a as a cash shell effectively. Um, Aquis provided the the right support and platform and, and certainty around the structure and timeline for us to go and cement that investor interest in our structure um, and ultimately that meant I was able to go and have the chats with, with Tim with money in the bank. Um, some of the other um, exchanges it's, it's a little bit more of a long-winded process um, so I know Aquas was very supportive and you know we've enjoyed the process today. Mm. And Tim finally back to you how do you see your relationship with HFI going forward from here? Your chief executive one particular part of that business is that uh, your sole um, uh, modus operandi at the moment, or do you see expansion and new patents and uh, and new opportunities? Yeah, it's really exciting right now. We are creating new IP as we go. We've got some very exciting stuff coming up, um, certainly as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, it's great. I mean, it's great to actually be able to just you know, push these things forward. Yeah. Well, look, thanks indeed for coming in. It's been a pleasure. Uh, that's uh, Dan Mailing, He's the executive chairman of HFI and Tim Blake, the CEO of HFI Energy Systems. <laughs>